James Bilbray has worn a lot of hats in Nevada. He was a state senator. He was also an NC regent, and he was a congressman for Nevada's first congressional district. He followed Harry Reid when Reid went to the Senate, and he served on the Postal Commission Board of Directors. And that is the reason why we are talking to him today. Congressman Bilbray, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. For 2015 and 2016, you were the you were the head. You were the chair of the Postal Service Commission, the Oversight Board. Uh, at some point, you were the only person still on the board, right? Right. Well, we discovered that we had a problem that uh, there was a really kind of arguments in Congress about what to do with the Board of Governors. The Board of Governors was created in 1970, uh, apart from uh, the Congress doing it. The Congress used to make all the uh, increases in the postage and all that. And they got a lot of heat for that, I think. So they turned it over to a separate board. Uh, the postmaster general was removed from the, from the cabinet, uh, became a special agency. And uh, so they had, we had a nine man board. So then in 2006, everything changed. That was the big time. We had some real problems. Okay. So, so what happened in 2006 and what changed? Well, what happened was that, uh, they, the post office was losing money. Uh, they had created before 2006 a postal governing uh, body that looked over us when we wanted to raise uh, the rates of postcards or regular mail or boxes or anything that they uh, uh, they had to go. We had to submit that to the Postal Regulatory Commission and the Regulatory Commission then had to approve it. And it would, it would be a long fight. Uh, you would have the... Uh, the mailers that wanted to keep the rates way down. You would have the post office that wanted to cover expenses and uh, they would have expert witnesses saying that you know, we could do things better or we could say we needed to raise it. And uh, we started having really cash problems. So 2006, they, they uh, reformed it again. And that's when the great uh, pension problem came up. TV. The Great Pension they, Problem. Uh, Sounds like a Charlie Brown movie. Talk to me about the Great Pension Problem. What happened there? Well, what there was that any pension plan you, you see in the country, any business or any, any government agency doesn't have to fund their, um, their pension plan for a, a long time. In this case, Congress said, we want you to fund it out for 75 years. And it cost us over $3 billion a year uh, to and more to fund for future employees that hadn't even been born yet. And uh, like we said, we're the only government agency that had to do that. Uh, the Pentagon has more employees than we do. They don't fund past the present, but we have 650,000 or more employees and we had to fund out there to, to the next century practically. And it cost us a lot of money. Plus the fact that every time we wanted to raise, as I mentioned, the uh, the other companies, the mailing companies, bought it tooth and nail. Uh, when you talk about the mailing companies, you're talking about uh, companies that shot up uh, to, that do mailing services for businesses. Is that what you're referring to? Yes, we're quite, what happened was that back in the '50s and '60s, we were overburdened with 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 having to put new facilities up to new mailing facilities because first-class mail, third-class mail, second, all was so heavy at that time. And independent companies 
said, well, we'll set up uh, these big multi-million dollar companies and we'll, ha we'll have JC Penney's or we'll have Sears. We'll have them, we'll do their mailings. Uh, we'll do the printing, we'll do the mailing and we'll, be, we'll, we'll deliver it to your post offices all ready to go, all pre-sorted, everything done. So all you've got to do is pick it up from us. You take it over and do the, what they call the last mile. Right. And, uh, and even UPS and FedEx and those a lot of use that sort of thing. And they offered to Benny's and those kind of companies, like I mentioned, uh, really low rates to do the mailing. To us, it was a, at that time was a good idea because we, we would have had to add thousands and thousands of more employees and more buildings. And a Congress, of course, has us after 1970. We have to pay for that all ourselves. We have to, to, uh, to build the buildings, pay for the buildings, uh, pay for all employees, no funds from Congress, even Congress reimbursing us for the franking. They're supposed to reimburse us for the, for the mailing. Uh, we generally don't get the full amount that it costs us. So we take it on the chin. And uh, if we want to raise the rates, uh, we have to go down and argue about that with the Congress. And then also we have to uh, uh, argue with the, the Postal Regulatory Commission about raising it. So hang on a second. When you talk about franking, you're talking about the 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 mail that our public officials, our Congress people and our senators send to us. They don't pay enough to the Postal Service to cover your costs on that? Yeah. 90% of the time we send a bill down to them of, of a certain amount of how much mailing they've done. But the fact is that they 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 send us what they think they we should have, and a lot of times we lose money. Costs us more to mail the congressional mailings than we uh, get back from them. And yet they want us to be totally independent, get no other funds. We also have the the uh, mailings for the blind that they've command they they have that we have to provide free free mailing, which we're happy to do. But we we're supposed to be reimbursed by Congress. Very rarely do they reimburse us that so we take that loss you know i looked up one day what's interesting is i looked in europe and around the world what what they pay to mail and i found in europe at the time this was back in in uh, uh around 2010 or 11 i looked at that uh that the highest the lowest rate for a, a, a first class letter was in switzerland at that time and it was 99 cents wow uh, for delivery when we were charging in the 40s cents and our mail has to go all across the, the whole country. If you mail from from Maine to Alaska or to Guam, uh, you pay the same 40 cents, 50 cents, right now 50 cents, where in most countries, uh, you have even the two kinds of systems. In some countries that have very little mailing, uh, people pay to receive the mail too. So you pay, pay to mail, some countries in Africa, but when you get the letter, you have to pay to receive the letter too. And uh, the, it's not typed the same because most of the mailing in the world is done in the United States. We do about a fourth of all the mailing in the world is done in the United States of America. Okay, so I, I want to go back a little bit here. You, I find this fascinating because uh, the current Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, has said that he's there to make the Postal Service a business. And there are a lot of people who want the Postal Service to be a business. Uh, but what you're saying is that the Postal Service is on its own. It has to make its own money, but it can't get paid by one of its biggest customers, which is the U.S. Congress? Right. Well, they get, they get paid, but they never get what it costs us. And second is the fact that anytime we do come up with systems in Europe, 
Uh, many banks are, many post offices are also banks. Right. Uh, uh, rural areas. And in those areas, because uh, little towns don't have a bank, like you'd go out here to say P.O.T. or Caliani or Gabs, Nevada, and maybe they don't want to put a Bank America in there or, you know, a small bank. But they, on the other hand, uh, in some of the European countries, they have small banks that do checking services and savings. They don't make loans and they don't, but they do banking services for those people in those countries. They make money on that and, 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 and provide a service. Uh, we've looked at that and we've talked about it over the years. But first we thought, we don't know the banking industry at all, but maybe we could, bought, we could go with a bank and have a bank work with us and provide the banking services. And we provide the building and staff. Uh, mm -hmm. According to Pat Donahue, who was Postmaster General before Megan Brennan, uh, he couldn't get any of the banks that were really interested in doing it. Uh, wow. They kind of, I don't know, they kind of got together and decided we don't want to do that. But that's a big moneymaker out there. We even tried to put in, we have in some post offices, copy machines, because people would come in and they were going to do mailing. They said, can we make some copies? So we, we put our copy machines in certain ones that could make us some money. Uh, a lot of the companies like Kinko's and things like that protested heavily to their congressmen saying, hey, this isn't, uh, uh, this isn't fair. They're provided, uh, uh, you know, government money to, for building their buildings, which is not true as our money. But the fact is they, they forced us to charge that where we do have copy machines, we're a copy machine of last resort because we're twice as high, if not three times higher than going to Kinko's or any of those business places to have it made. And they put pressure on. You gotta remember that UPS, FedEx, all those businesses, they have lobbyists. Yeah. They make campaign contributions. We can't make campaign contributions from the post office. We we don't have lobbyists. We you know we, the, the postal unions lobby, but and they donate, but the fact is we, we don't have that ability in the post office. So we have some terrible losses and uh, and we would like to you know do more things. We, we, if you notice, they have Christmas cards at some of the post offices. We, they sell Visa cards in some of those. We found out that, that, that they, some places they, it does very well, some places it doesn't. You know, I know they're screaming about removing the boxes too. Uh, one of the things we found on the boxes, you know, the post office boxes, uh, not the boxes in the post office, the ones on the corner, mm -hmm. uh, that many of them are not used very well. And I think probably where the postmaster, new postmaster general has come up with this about getting rid of them is that some of them don't do very well. Some of them only maybe have a, a piece of mail or two a day that ever go into those post offices and picked up. And I think some of those started as a, a process to remove some of those boxes that don't do very well. I think some people are, are nervous about the boxes being broken into, which didn't happen very much, but did happen some. And, uh, and also that, uh, just maintaining the boxes was hard in some areas, but the new postmaster general, I guess, has really gone full blast on it. But we've looked at bringing people in from outside before. When I was on the board, they tried a couple of times to talk about putting people as postmaster general that had no experience in the post office. Hmm. Oh, it's like anywhere having some having been in the post office. Every post office uh, postmaster general that I worked with had 20 to 30 years experience uh, in, in the post office and really had a knowledge. Unfortunately, the new gentleman that was put in and, and business have come, get a businessman to come in. 
Well, the post office is not like any business. It was our first agency we ever created hmm. in 1791. It was Benjamin Franklin was the first postmaster general. It was an idea of keeping the company and the country connected across the country. You know, we're our, our, really our biggest problems are not, he's taking out the sorters, which really concerns me because I don't ever remember any talk about removing the sorters, removing some boxes, like I mentioned, but the fact was removing old trucks. If you notice the guys going with the little cards, picking up on, on your, some of those are 40, 50 years old. Mm-hmm. We can get parts to fix them. And we need like $7 billion. The last time I was on the board in 2016, just for replacing a lot of the, the, uh, the delivery trucks. We had no trucks that were really made for boxes. And boxes are big now compared to first-class mail. The, inter- the internet has killed our first-class mail. We're down to about 40%. Yeah. When I first got on the board. I can imagine. So what you're saying, if, if I'm getting it right, is that you are for raising prices uh, to mail things like, you know, uh, 99 cents or a dollar to send a piece of first class mail. But it feels like the post office is stuck between the idea that they should be uh, a business and uh, raise their own money and have their own budget and Congress who uh, wants to kind of like get in the way of that uh, because of their constituents, which may be UPS, uh, or because they don't want to pay the full amount of their own bills. Well, right. And, and you got to look at it, too. If you raise too much, what, what do you lose? Now, right now, we've gone from 100 percent down to 40 percent from 2006. Uh, now you raise it, say, another 10 cents, say 10 percent of your business do we do we actually gain anything? Mm. You know, the, the Postal Carriers Union pushed us on boxes for years. We weren't really, that was that was UPS and FedEx's domain. We've come in real strong. You notice the president pounded us on Amazon. Yes. Getting price. We had a real problem. I was on the board. In fact, I may have been vice chair then, but maybe chairman, when we, we, we went after Amazon because uh, UPS and and uh, FedEx had 90% of their business. We had very little, and independent uh, carriers around some some towns uh, had some of the business. So we went out to get get uh, Amazon, and uh, we we the president says we're not charging them enough, but the fact is we're making a profit on what we're getting from them. And if we up the price, UPS and FedEx would take over the same business. So if we're a business, we would like to conduct ourselves like a business. If we're not a business, then we should be subsidized by the federal government, just like they, like they, you know, pay for the blind, which they never pay the entire amount. <laughs> but the fact is, whatever they want us to do, they like us to do within our own budget. But we're losing a lot of money. I mean, and and uh, and, and the fact is that, you know, they're, like I said, we have good blue collar jobs. We have four major unions. They have we have over six hundred thousand employees. And, and they're also coming up saying, we can't deliver the mail. Well, you know, if everybody looked at Christmas every year, mm. we've a lot of part-timers in Christmas. They uh, work long hours at Christmas. Yes, they do get overtime, but we make money at Christmas yeah. for everybody delivering. And the fact is, but we, 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 we can deliver the mail for the boat. There's no question in my mind. If, if, if this man, the new postmaster general, will just pull the restrictions off, let us have the necessary people. We'll make money. We're not going to lose money doing it. We lose money if we don't do the things 
because now it's going to be picked up by UPS and FedEx and other uh, companies over the post office. Uh, let me talk about business. During the prohibition, Congress passed a law that says that the post office cannot deliver any alcoholic beverages, beer, wine, any of this. And the fact was, when, when prohibition ended, they didn't take, they didn't repeal the bill. Huh. And today that bill sits there and FedEx and UPS and other movers fight it every time they bring up, the post office brings up taking the restriction off of delivering alcohol and beer and that uh, to your to your home. Uh, they fight it and kill it in committee. And the fact is that yeah, the post office could make hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Uh, but we they want us to run as a business, but they won't let us do it. Thank you very much. You have you answered all my questions without me having to even ask them. I very okay. much appreciate this. You are totally on top of this. We have been talking uh, to Jim Bilbray, who is a former congressman, also a, on the Postal Board for over a decade and has a wealth of knowledge as you just heard about uh, the post office, how it should be run, what is its role in this election. Uh, sir, thank you for talking to me. I very much well, appreciate this. thank you this. for having me.